Welcome to episode 45 of the BCF ORG podcast, The Business of Business. I'm Brian Fisher. In the previous episode, 44, our guest was Catherine Tyndall, CPA and partner with Dominion Enterprise Services. This podcast series focuses on the various subjects and topics to help you run a successful, profitable business. They're approximately 10 to 15 minutes long, so you can listen while commuting. Hopefully, you'll find one or two takeaways to implement per episode. Today, our guest is Patty Aubrey. Patty Aubrey is a powerhouse of wisdom, creativity, and authenticity. She can be your best friend or the tough love you need to get unstuck when it seems impossible. She's been there and done it. From her early days of building one of publishing's first billion-dollar brands, Chicken Soup for the Soul, to her current role as president of the Canfield Training Group, she has created an inspiring life for herself and others around the world. For the past several years, she's been empowering women to show up more boldly and authentically in their lives with her best-selling book and course, Permission Granted. In it, she teaches clients how granting themselves permission can lead them down a path of fulfilling what they want most out of life. Now, combining her passion for business building and her desire to help people live life on their own terms, her latest mission is to help speakers, authors, and coaches create the lives and businesses they've always dreamed of through teaching online programs, providing coaching and mentoring, and running luxury retreats at her home in Nashville, Tennessee. Let's welcome Patty Aubrey. Patty, welcome to the BCF ORG podcast, The Business of Business. Thanks for having me, Brian. Oh, you're welcome. Patty, I'm always interested in people's stories. Uh, what's your background and what was your path to becoming the president of the Canfield Training Group? I grew up in the in LA, in the Valley. I'm an official Valley girl. I went to San Diego State to study business. My father was in the pharmaceutical industry, more vitamins. So I worked with him a lot and uh, ended up more on the operational side of things. And so I've kind of, he was a sales and marketing guy, but they put me with the operations guy because they didn't want me working for my dad. And I learned a lot just about business and how to work with people and, and really how to never burn a bridge and how important it is to build relationships and business and things like that. So I started there, got out of school got married young, started working for a tech company, realized I hated it. I was always in trouble. I <laughs> couldn't keep my mouth shut. So realized that wasn't going to work. So I moved back to LA and my husband was a tech guy and he wanted to get into sales and he couldn't get a sales job because they were like, you're, you're a tech guy. And so my best friend had a car dealership in Wilton Hills. And she said, well, let him come here and sell cars. If he can sell cars, he can sell anything. And so I did that. And then I looked in the LA Times because back then, you know, we looked in the LA Times for, for jobs. And I found this ad. It said, secretary wanted 25000 a year. And I ne- I always said, I'll never be a secretary. And my dad said, you have to take typing. I didn't want to take typing, but I did. And so I thought, well, I, I had just set a goal to make 25000 a year. I think I was making 15000 And so I thought, well, it's 20, that 25000 is in bold. So intuitively... I feel like I'm supposed to answer this ad. So I answered the ad. Turned out it was Jack Canfield back in the day before chicken soup. And we were, he was selling self-esteem in the classroom, teaching teachers how to facilitate self-esteem to the kids. And so I went in and I met with him and he said, okay, great. I didn't really understand anything about self-esteem. I didn't know anything about this whole world of transformation. 
and I didn't get the job. And then I really wanted the job. (laughs) I ended up working somewhere else. And he called back and said, you know, the gal that we had didn't work out. And so I said, all right, well, it's going to cost you 30 because you should have chosen me the first time. And he said, okay. And I went, wow, he's smart. He's nice. And then I went home and said to my father, I'm going to work for this guy, Jack Canfield. And he said, you're going to go work for a woo-woo guy. I sent you to business school. And I said, I know, dad, but intuitively, I just feel like I'm supposed to do this. And so I went from secretary to VP of operations very quickly. And then about six months in, we the chicken soup idea came up. And so we started that. And then I became the president of Chicken Soup for the Soul, mostly because I could handle relationships. And so I was sort of the middleman between our publisher and Jack and Mark, our, my partners in that, and, and just ran the business. They just were out there wanting to save the world. And I, they always said, I just want to make a difference. And I said, great, I just want to make money. So together we'll be better. And that's how it all began. That was 33 years ago. Wow, that's a great story. Well, speaking of chicken soup for the soul, how'd you go about building that into one of publishing's billion-dollar brands? Well, it was interesting. When we first started, we worked on the first book for four years, and we didn't know because we'd never done a book like this before that you should have a publisher first, and we couldn't get a publisher. And so we literally scoured the earth for a publisher. We finally got someone to take it on, and it was really a blessing in disguise. You know, A lot of times we think it's supposed to be one way. And as an entrepreneur, I would say, keep your mind open because you don't want to miss the gorilla in the living room kind of thing. And so we ended up working with this little tiny publishing house in Deerfield Beach called Health Communications. And the great thing about it was that they owned everything in-house. So it was everything from editorial to printing to distribution. And so we were able to, once the book finally took off, which took about 16 months, he could print 500,000 books a month. We didn't have to worry about having a middleman like a Simon & Schuster or something. From there, when the first book came out, our publisher called and he said, you have a blank page in the back of the book. And Jack said, well, why don't we put in, if you have a story, send it in because stories, stories Velcro your life. People remember stories. And so we started getting story after story. I mean, thousands and thousands of stories a month. And then he said, let's do chicken soup, a second serving. And so we started kind of working on that. And then one of our friends who was also a trainer that we had taught years before that said, I had this idea in a meditation to do chicken soup for the women's soul. And Jack said, okay, great. Thank you. And I said, that's a dumb idea. Women are buying these books anyway. He said, hold on. You never know. Keep your eyes open. I'm like, okay. And so she said, but wait, wait. She said, Jack, there's only one problem. You're a man. And hence we created chicken soup for the women's soul. It went off the chart crazy. Then other people started coming saying, hey, we want to do a book. We want to do a book. And then we started saying yes to people that we should have said no to. And so what we realized was we needed to have specific types of people that were going to be using our brand. And they had to have an audience. They had to be out there speaking. They had to know how to market. They had to know how to edit a book. From there, we were able to really proactively choose the right authors and we could help them increase their career. And they would also help us build a brand that we potentially owned at the end of the day but they did very well as well. So that was how we scaled it with using other people and having them go out. We did pet lovers, golfers, Christians, NASCAR. I mean, you name it. We had 235 books when we sold the company in 2008. It's such a highly recognizable brand. Everybody you talk to knows of chicken soup for whatever. 
it's crazy because people think like, oh, it happened overnight. It did not happen overnight. We knocked on so many doors. I took books to hair salons, nail salons. I mean, we did grassroots everything. We got our the door slammed in our face so many times, but we just we just kept going. We just kept, we persevered. And people always said, why didn't you give up? So, well, it was like 91, 90, the Gulf War is happening. The economy is tanking. It's the early nineties. We were so far in, we couldn't give up. So we just kept saying, well, if it was possible, what would have to happen to make it happen? And kept going. Good for you. Cause in business, perseverance is so important. You get all of us that have been in business. We've heard so many no's. And Mm -hmm. so many doors slammed in our face, but perseverance, you just have to keep plugging away. If you truly believe in your product or service, Mm -hmm. you keep plugging away, the the tide will eventually turn. For your case, it turned big time. Yeah. Especially when your friends are saying, what are you doing that weird thing for? You know, you're the odd man out. And then suddenly it's this, I'm getting on the jet and they're like, wait, wait, we want to know more. Like, no, fair weather friend. <laughs> so I also had to be willing to be the oddball because it was a new industry, but I really, really, really believed in it. And I loved what I was doing. And so I was going to make it work no matter what. Well, shifting gears back to the Canfield training group, what does the Canfield training group provide? So when we sold our company in 2008, we decided that since we had a big brand, we wanted to come full circle and we wanted to train people around the world on how to create success in our life. And so what we did was we used We wrote another book called The Success Principles, and we used all of those principles to train coaches, speakers, authors, business people, anybody else that wanted to really have a transformational journey throughout their success in their life and make a difference and also do well and make money doing it. And so that's what we've been doing for the last 15 years or whatever it is. We're speaking with Patty Aubrey, president of the Canfield Training Group. Uh, Patty, We've kind of already covered this, but would you mind expanding on your entrepreneurial journey as a woman business leader? Oh, sure. Again, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Right when I, <laughs> right when our book series took off, I found out I was pregnant and my husband said, so you're going to stay home now, right? And I said, no. And so as a woman, it was interesting to have to learn how to navigate and let go of the guilt and all the stories about, you know, you should be home doing this. And I just had to really look at, well, if I was going to make this business work and I was going to raise happy, healthy kids, what was it going to look like for me? And so my kids would come to work with me a lot. They watch a lot of The Lion King. I'd pass them around to my team. And I eventually hired a nanny who she's 40 now. And I had her for like 20 years and she's part of the family. But I knew I needed to get the right support that I could feel good about being at the office. And I also had a dream that. I would only be within five minutes of my kid's school and my office because I had an hour and a half commute every day when I first found out I was pregnant. And so we, that we were able to move to Santa Barbara and create businesses right here in our own little neighborhood. And so it was just about planning it, figuring it out and keep on keeping on and don't care about what other people think or what they're saying. And a lot of the moms that judge today say, can I just go with you in your suitcase? (laughs) So it was, it was, a, it was a lot of work, but it was worth it. And my boys are 24 and 27 now, and they're, they're doing well. Well, you have a best-selling book, Permission Granted. Who's your target audience? And what would you like them to take away from your book? So for me, Permission Granted was really something that I sort of came into in my 40s. 
when I started, I thought I was lucky with chicken soup and I did do 15 books. They were New York times bestsellers on top of everything else. So I was making royalties, but I wasn't really giving myself permission to ask for what I deserved as an equal partner or to get a higher percentage of the overall revenue that was coming in and things like that. And what I realized was that nobody was going to come up and say, Hey, do you want this? I had to give myself permission to ask for what I wanted. And I had to give myself permission to speak up and be seen. And I hid a lot behind the guys and I gave them credit for everything when I did a lot. I mean, we did it together. You know, we were all there from the very beginning. And so when my mom passed away in 2012, she said, promise me that you will not hide and that you'll give your permit, give yourself permission to be seen and take credit where credit's due. And so that was my journey. And that's my journey now with women on really helping them show up and be seen and share their vision out loud and be embarrassed, but still do it anyway until it feels normal and, and really take action. Well, combining your passion for business building and your desire to help people, how do you help people like speakers, authors, and coaches create the lives and businesses that they've always dreamed of? I tell them all the mistakes I made and how not to do them. (laughs) (laughs) With chicken soup for the soul, I mean, we, we had to have 235 marketing plans. We had two authors on every book. So I had six or 700 main authors and tens of thousands of contributors. And so to help them strategize what was their marketing plan going to look like and how are they going to build their business and where was the money going to come from and really get it out on paper and have a clearly defined business plan before they just went out and went crazy and didn't have a map. Yeah. The old business plan and financial projection spreadsheet. Yeah. Very, very important. Yes, please. (laughs) Everyone listening, do not just go to Facebook and social media. It's not going to make you money if you don't have a plan. We're speaking with Patty Aubrey, president of the Canfield Training Group. Patty, is there anything that I haven't asked that you'd like to add? I don't think so. I just want to say thank you so much for having me. And I'm really proud of you for following your dream. And I hope that by people listening to you and knowing that you've had so many different different jobs in your life and the things that you've done, that we're never done. And and so if you have something you want to do, and if you can dream it up, then you can figure it out. So just go for your dreams. Well, thank you. Well, how can people get in contact with you? They can find me at my website at www.pattyaubrey.com. Great. Well, Patty, thank you very much for joining us today. You're welcome, Brian. It was my pleasure. My sincere thanks to Patty Aubrey for being our guest. Managing the performance of your company is one of the most important things you do as a leader. This podcast is on over 20 directories. Subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast. In search, type BCF-ORG. Be sure to leave a space between BCF and ORG. Feel free to share this podcast with people who you think may benefit. A strong rating of these podcasts would be appreciated. If you'd like to reach out to me with any questions, comments, ideas, or potentially be a guest like Patty, please go to bcforg.com. There's a red Contact Us button in the middle of the homepage. A LinkedIn symbol's on the upper right. Click on that if you'd like to see my profile. All the podcasts are available by clicking on the website podcast page in the reference bar. These podcasts will be released the first and third Tuesday each month. In our next episode, 46, 
The guest will be Chris Sprangley. With more than a decade of sales experience in the enterprise B2B market, Chris has a proven track record of overachieving customer expectations while building successful sales teams known for cultivating strong relationships and surpassing quotas. In business, running a successful profitable business is the ultimate scorecard. You're never done and can always be better. It tends to be more fun than work, frustrating at times, but can be very rewarding. From BCF ORG Corp., I'm Brian Fisher, wishing you the best. Thanks. Thanks.